0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Key in Vegas for the NFL Draft. Coming to
1: you live from Las
0: Vegas, the NFL Draft Thursday night right here on ESPN can't wait man am so geeked up about that we of course have our mock draft not done yet we have our our second to last day of our mock draft at 9 a.m. meantime guys what is it that you want from your NBA superstar you want the three late in the game to put him up you want the layup in traffic not just the layup because he wants to yam it and he changes mid to mid air and the layup to win it or do you want the dunk you want 18 fourth-quarter points, or do you want one of the greatest playoff dunks of all time? That's all John Morant.
2: D, none of the above. I don't want any of it. What do you know want? what I want? What do you want? No damn excuses. Get it done. Get I it done. Mean, get it done? Like, no, but, but I, I don't want point your fingers at other people. I don't want you – coming up at the post-presser, talking about your injuries, talking about all the challenges that your team oh. went through this year. I just want you to go
0: out on the court oh. and hoop and get it done. You say you're comparing Ja to other players. I'm, in the I'm, just hey, saying I'm, just, I'm telling you what I see, Max. Mm-hmm.
1: Jay, why, why
0: – yeah,
1: Josh young, right? We uh-huh. consider him young. young why yeah. does it look fresh when they're young? It just look different <laughs> when they do something. When they're young, it just look like – like the swag, just everything, right? The tats, the braids, just everything is just like, man, that's what's up. And if he was in his fifteenth year, sixteenth year, doing that, we'd be like, ah. Eh. But when they're young and they doing that, that dunk, I'm sitting here looking at the highlights and I'm saying to myself, man, that just, you know, it brings chills in my body. I'm like, man, I wish I was there to see it live in person.
2: See, key, this is what this is what the next step is for Ja, right? And granted, Jaws in his third year and the person I'm about to mention was in his second year, but I I, I want Ja to become that Joe Burrow-like player, right? So there's a lot of woofing, there's a lot of talking, and I'm sitting there saying, well, Ja, just get through Minnesota because if you get through Minnesota, it sets you up for what Joe Burrow went through when he had to go through Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's the matchup I want to see to see if you have arrived as a superstar that people are proclaiming you to be, but also the trash talking that you're giving me, you're trash talking as if you were in the NBA Finals last year and you weren't. You were bouncing the first round. So I want to see if you have truly arrived, because if you go next round, if you get by Minnesota, which Minnesota is giving up multiple double-digit point leads to allow you to be in a position that you are up three games to two right now, I want to see you go against that Patrick Mahomes and Stephen Curry and Jordan Poole and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson, and that's going to be the stage, the Western Conference semifinals to prove to the world that you truly belong on that stage and you have that level to your game.
0: Minnesota is very talented, right? And, oh, I'm so hyped about and that. And among talented teams, when they meet up, the guy who you can – who you, who like, oh, it's not about ISO hero ball and this and that. It's a, Yeah, but if you have the ISO hero king guy – On your team, that team generally wins. Ja, what was it? Like, what was the play at the end of the game that you won the game on? Can you take us through the last play? Go get a bucket, Ja. Go get a bucket, Ja. Key, when you got that guy in those close games, I mean, that's what it's all about. Go get a bucket, Ja. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. That's
1: what all the, the great ones do. You put the balls in the hands of the great players in sports in the end. Baseball, you put the closer. He's the guy. You put the ball in his hand to tell him, say, I need these three outs or I need these two outs, whatever the case may be. There's a hitter coming up. You say, hey, man, we, we, need, to, we, need, we need to run right now on you. In football, you tell that receiver who's great, I'm coming to you. Uh, it's, it's on you. I'm getting it to you, right? In basketball, you tell a shooter, it's on you. It, this is all on you. We need you to get the bucket. And that's what Jai was able to do. I think it was such an incredible finish, but
2: what a dumb move. Like, the Minnesota Timberwolves just made dumb mistakes down the stretch. And Anthony yeah, Edwards just made a really big critical three, the possession before. But that's such a young player mistake. You stay disciplined in that situation. You have a massive height advantage over John ja Morant and your wingspan. You just stay disciplined. You stay behind the ball. You don't gamble and reach for it with the last couple of seconds. And you force him to take a tough contested but shot. Wasn't that, but, wasn't
1: that a, but wasn't that a tough shot, though,
2: Jay? I oh, mean, no, 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 no. It was a tough shot because he finished in tra- it, through traffic through the paint key. But what I'm saying is he got to the basket. He should have never gotten to the basket in the first place. Mm-hmm. If. Anthony Edwards' Ant-Man had stayed below the ball, that would have been a contested three-point shot or a really tough two over the extension arm of Ant.
0: Yeah. That's what it would have been. Um, people want to talk about this because we, we asked – originally when the show began. Best dunk in NBA playoff is history. Is it the greatest dunk in playoff history? It's in the conversation. No, it wasn't on Patrick Ewing or someone like that, but just the aesthetics of it were unbelievable. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. What's the best dunk you've ever seen in the playoffs, John, in North Carolina?
2: NC. Hey, fellas.
0: What up? loose uh, hand,
3: John? I've been listening too long, but... I wanted to say uh when Vince dunked on Zo, it wasn't the playoffs, but that dunk was that blew my mind.
2: Well, I know what you're talking about, John. That was that was a nasty one. Just cause Zoe is you're talking about when Vince was with the Nets, right? Yeah, 'cause he he caught Zoe so bad. I don't that wasn't in the playoffs at all, that was in the regular season. So I just wanna make sure we're we're yeah, only playoff play, dunks. Playoff dunks. Playoff dunks.
0: John Starks over Horace Grant and Jordan came to help. Uh uh, Jordan
2: when he was being double teamed in the baseline. Oh, that versus you know, the Knicks he caught. That I think Patrick Ewing too, right? That was against Patrick Ewing as well. JJ Jordan, in Michigan. Jordan,
1: Jordan caught Patrick Ewing. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. JJ in Michigan.
1: Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, that dunk last
3: night that compares to any dunk ever in playoff history. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah.
2: He 100%. took off from the third
3: stripe off the Don't make T feet. and Jay mad where their veins stick out like they want to fight you, man. Just be nice to them guys sometimes. <laughs> what <laughs> happened? What happened?
2: Wait, say that again?
3: He had you mad, Jay. The other day he had you mad when he talked about MV compared to other centers, and you looked like you wanted to fight him. He, I couldn't wait to tell Max to cut that out. Why? Because you <laughs> made him mad, they get mad too early in the morning, man.
1: <laughs> I Embiid mean, skill package—you compare it to anybody? No, we're not going. We're not going to fight, Max. Man, you ain't got to worry about that. But
0: but look, look, um, Ja last night was not on a guy like Patrick Ewing, and I thought that's what, what? Uh, this last caller was going to bring up, but. The Jordan didn't Pippin did Pippen? Pippen caught
2: Patrick Ewan, too. Yeah. Pippen caught Patrick Ewan, yeah.
0: Pipp
1: caught him.
2: on that the wind. Jordan
1: because he Pippin, took him nah, back and then Pippin, on the baseline. No, nah, Pipp caught him and pushed him down. down. Yeah. If, right? And walked over him, if I can remember. Yeah. yeah.
2: But see, yeah, the 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 walk, the, the way that one ended, because that's when he like, he when he came down, he went, ah, get off me. And he looked down on him. It was That's what that. I
1: thought. Yeah, I I, I yeah. You know, every now and then when we talk about this stuff, he gets flushed out and it, it, it comes I'm up. I'm like, yeah, it starts to come up. I, that's what I thought. I'm like, I knew Pip dunked on somebody. Wait,
2: show that John Moran dunk again because I don't think, you know, a lot of times in basketball, when you're coming at an angle and Malik Beasley's trying to take that charge, a lot of times a player will use his left hand to try to push up on your body. And if, yeah, he caught yeah, him a little did. bit with the left hand. Okay, I saw it Oh, right for there. show, For sure. No, he climbed on his well, knees. He climbed on, yeah. his, on his right shoulder. Look. Hand on the right shoulder, right yeah, there. Yeah, for which sure. Elevated him more. Oh. It's oh, also yeah. It's that all, might it's take all... away from the dunk for me just a But die. that's
1: all, no, man. But that's all part of it, though, Jay. You know that you play basketball. No, I hear what. Stop I, that.
2: Yeah, but I'm going back. See, I, I I didn't see the the hand because I'm just telling you as a hoop. It, the dunk was nasty. You it's can't sick.
1: tell. You couldn't tell he
2: climbed on him just by looking at it. No, because sometimes it don't happen that way. Sometimes the body, when it meets the other body, it elevates the body naturally.
1: But that's still climbing I, on him. I, I hear you, but no, but it's not. It's not a push off. It's, oh, I understand what you're saying. So like the, yeah. Body yeah, he, the, the momentum. Meets the other yeah. it he, he, certainly, he certainly used his hand for balance. No question about it, but don't get in the way. he won't the, be used. The, the
0: violence like of it right with that. a cock back. The fact that he – so now – Because so <laughs>
2: every time I raise my arm, the armpit sweat. I'm, I'm just like, oh, I can't be raising my, my you arm.
0: Shirt? Y'all gonna you all ain't
2: going to have me raising my arm. No more on national TV. So wear I'm an undershirt, man. Well, it's the dress shirt. I, I'm yeah. wearing the, the undershirt, too, which tries to hinder Oh, that's the with an undershirt? That's with the I – mean,
0: oh, yeah. oh, yeah, you got me. I have a problem. Athlete. I'm an athlete, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm an athlete. I would I wouldn't know about
1: that. No, I
2: don't sweat like that, too. You don't sweat like that? I don't sweat at all. Really? You're glistening right now. No that's, it all. A, no, that's that, like no,
1: that's cocoa butter. That's <laughs> oh, you know, cocoa light, butter. It's the lights, and it's the lighting. It's How the cocoa you not, butter. The you lighting, sweat? I've seen you sweat. No, 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 meaning like profusely, like you, like you sweat it's like the to arm, a whole nother. Come on, man. You you tell me out there,
2: nobody, Nobody gets armpit sweat where you get
1: a little bit. You no, know, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. No, little bit? I'm, I'm sorry, Jay. I'm just being honest with you, man. I don't, it's not like that. Mean? It
2: smells nice. It just, it's No, I didn't all? say, I didn't say the way you smell. How about <laughs> this? <laughs> like that. All I'm saying is. God.
1: Oh,
2: keep
0: that down. Are you too no. aware that 8% of the adult population has no odor to their skin? No, I am not aware what? of right. wow. because what? statistics. Because, and right? I am one of those people. No odor. What? That's right. No. Yep. But you're no body. very hairy.
1: I don't. It's just I'm, I lucked it out
0: yeah, because it, it lacks stink. the protein. The sweat lacks the protein that bacteria feeds off of, which creates the smell. 8% you, of the adult population did you, did you has it. that. <laughs> I looked it up because <laughs> my, my sweat I, doesn't smell. Hey, hold <laughs> on. Yeah.
1: Hopefully right. <laughs> that was only in my ear just now. No, no, that was for
4: everybody. Oh, okay. You heard that, right, Max? No order, but his takes stink. Max Kellerman. Evan, that's your best line of all time.
2: What do you guys have, problems with people whose armpit sweat? That's what you're talking about? Tell me no, it makes no, you no. no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm it just feels saying, like it. It feels like you guys are being biased towards people. Who I promise you, though,
1: know, if you were sweating in your armpits and you were standing next to me, I would have to move. I'm mm. just being honest with you.
2: Well, my hands aren't clammy. It's just this. What said anything
0: about your hands? Well, I,
1: I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> D- coach? As anyway. they say, your, your right, your right guard went left. Remember those high school jokes? <laughs> Your speed stick slowed down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm going to wear my jacket now. So, guys, how's this for a transition? Uh-oh. One Here coach it comes who could be a slam dunk for an NBA franchise. That's not a bad one. Not bad. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. We're also on ESPN, too. You can say, play ESPN. We pop up on your smart speakers. You can download the podcast. Guys, I mean, sometimes you ask someone a question, and you're not expecting a certain answer. By the way, you see Key is in Vegas getting ready for the NFL draft. We have our mock draft every day here <laughs> leading up to the draft at 9 a.m. Four more selections today. I mean, we're, we asked Jay Wright a question. Key, I think you asked him, right? Who asked the question? And uh, he asked. Yeah, you ask I asked the question.
1: A, yeah, because I, I had a feeling that I was going to get the answer that I was looking for, which was, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. And, and right. that leaves things open for speculation, even though I kind of could smell and sniff. There's a possibility in his future that he would be perfect for the nba okay Um, you were all over the scent
2: because whenever you when you ask that question and this is the first thing you hear out of the responder's mouth where it goes "Eh, eh, eh, eh," and like oh man oh he's trying to find the words and then you start hearing right now i'm happy right now i'm taking some time right now max actually let's hear the sound from Jay Wright himself. Okay,
0: so he asked what listen to this answer from Jay Wright when he asked, Is he interested in coaching in the NBA?
3: Not right now. Like I that was something I you know, I always thought about. My experience with the Olympics kind of scratched that itch. It gave me so much experience with those guys. You know, last summer with Coach Pop and Steve Kerr and Ime Doge and, and all those guys and Kevin Durant and you know, we were together. We we did that a some years before that with the world cup that was so awesome like i kind of feel like i did it a little bit I, and i love coaching those guys right now i definitely need a break <laughs> right now i'm looking forward to this position at villanova but i don't feel like down the road i'd be like i don't know what i'm gonna feel like i know i made the right decision yes because i don't think going into next year i'd be able to do the things i need to do to keep this program at a high level but I, i'm going to take this year and really throw myself into this position at Villanova and then see what's out there. I just didn't want to be the coach of Villanova and not be 100% in.
1: So he said a lot right there, right, Jay? He said Mm -hmm. right now... said it six times. A year, (laughs) right now, I would be lying if I said... You know, all, all of those sort of things. Right now, for me, is... I'll call it May, even though we hadn't got to May yet. So let's just say from May to June to July... That's a long ways, man. Sixty days, ninety days, is a long ways to relax, get your mind gathered, all of those sort of things. Now, whether or not it means that he's going to come back this year, he left the door open to come back twelve months from now and be a coach somewhere. He didn't. He didn't say that I'm not going to ever coach again. I'm done. I'm... He said, uh oh, well, you know, I want to just kind of see what this Villanova thing is like and just kind of get my feet down and." That was his message. And when you have a door, window open, there's an opportunity for owners, presidents, athletic directors, and boosters to meet with you privately in a hangar somewhere, have a conversation in the air on a private plane somewhere about coming to join their organization or their university. He's not done coaching. I am not convinced at all. In fact, I am not convinced that he will not coach this year, particularly in the NBA, I'm not convinced.
2: So, I think there's no chance that he coaches for the Lakers. I don't think there's any chance that he coaches for Philadelphia because of Daryl Morey and the bond that he has with James Harden. I think Mike D'Antoni, if Doc Rivers doesn't get it done this year, will be the next head coach of Philadelphia. I see the San Antonio Spurs as the perfect spot for Jay Wright. If Greg Popovich decides to retire this year or next, with their front office, with their ownership group, there aren't crazy expectations right out of the gate, has a great young core in what they decide to do around DeJounte Murray. I just think that's a perfect environment for him not to be pressed to be that guy. Like him being in Philly, he doesn't like getting all the attention, the glamour, the glitz. He doesn't like any of that, Max. He likes to be more understated. He likes to be more class in that way, right? And
0: I think San Antonio is the perfect alignment from a franchise perspective for Jay Wright. It's interesting because I was about to ask you, Jay and Key, Mm -hmm. listening to that, to me, he's going to coach in the NBA. That's what that whole thing told me. I'm coaching in the NBA. That's what I hear when he starts talking. Because there's a way to say that same thing, Key, without leaving the door that wide open, right? Well,
1: yeah, I I think, too, though, when you leave a program like Villanova, which is an established basketball program, he's won two national titles there, there's really nowhere else in college basketball, in my opinion, you would know this better than me, Jay, because not only were you a great player in college, you also were a great analyst in college, and you know those programs. There's not a bit
0: like, where, you, where do you go from Villanova mm. in college basketball? Yeah, he's next, done everything. Like, like the highest level is the NBA in the world. If you're as competitive and as good at something as that, you and you're yeah, 60 like years not, old, you're thinking, I don't have that much more time. Can I do it at yeah, the highest you're level? Yeah, not,
1: you're not going from, like, San Jose State to Villanova. Right. Like, it's not like that. You're going from Villanova to the NBA. If you went from Villanova to North Carolina, in my opinion, that's the same thing. Same. Yeah. Same thing for him.
0: You did it already.
1: So you already did it. So the next step for a guy who is is young, 60 years old is young in sports as a coach. People think of that. They go, ah, 60 years old, is a little older, he might not want to do it. Man, you get a 15-year run, you get a 10-year run as an NBA coach. That's a long damn time.
2: But, Key, I think where you go next is so important. And that's why if I were talking to Jay Wright, I would discourage him from going to a team like the Lakers or like Philadelphia because you're dealing with a lot. You're dealing with one of the most powerful players to ever play in the game. You're dealing with front office that's a little bit unsure of how things are being managed. Kurt Rambis, Linda Let Rambis, us live a little Jenny, bit, Jay. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm looking out for Jay Wright. But I was asking. So, let me finish my yeah, point. Yeah. The only thing I'm saying is the Spurs, their front office, it gives you almost that same kind of clout and autonomy that you had at Villanova where everybody kind of respects the way Brian Wright and company go about their decision makings uh, with the Spurs organization where, hey, it goes through management, then the coach. That's the way the power shift works instead of, hey, I have a player who's going to dictate what we do. That's what but, I was going to
0: ask, Key, because yeah. like I, my relationship with Jay Rikos is uh, the only thing I know is when I talk to him on TV or the radio, right? That's how mm-hmm. much I, I don't know him like that. So I was, I, I, that answers the question, Jay, because I was going to ask Lakers or Spurs, right? Because it's two very different kind of jobs. One where you could get your hands on something like a program, almost like you're in college, and the other where you're thrust into an environment that's very different in L.A. But both jobs, to me, Key, would, would seem to be on the table or certainly he'd be a candidate for those jobs. Yeah, but, but, but
1: I understand what, what Jay Williams is saying. But when I look at it on the surface and I take a step back from an emotional standpoint and a fan of NBA and the Lakers and things of that nature, does Jay Wright want to go to a place like San Antonio and hope and pray that he gets two of the top 50 all-time greatest players in the NBA in a 10-year span? That's a lot. Greg Popovich had two of the greatest players to ever lace him up. You already got that in Los Angeles, right, with LeBron James. And so to restart at that age at 60 to start a program over in San Antonio, is that something that you want to do at 60 years old opposed to, I got an Anthony Davis, which is an asset that could garner me something you know that that we could get in return, if in fact we wanted to move on from him. But I also got LeBron, damn James, yeah. who's not slowing down. And so without
0: like Robinson, they have Duncan, already well, what he'd be hoping to get at San Antonio. Yeah,
1: that yeah. I mean, like because who? Who? So many points here. Though. Think think about it though, Jay. How many coaches get to coach two top fifty players at the same time? and win championships. It's just, I understand understand the relationship. I understand the familiarity in San Antonio. I understand all of those sort of things. But is that really what you want to do when you step away from a program like Villanova? Yes, because it mirrors your program that you built
2: at Villanova, a team that buys into a culture and you have veterans, right? You have guys that have grown up through the system. And my thing is, if you go to L.A., expectations are to win yesterday. No, he, two yesterdays. Two yesterdays. Yeah. So my man – and you have LeBron James at 37, right, who, like, you don't know how much longer he has to stay there.
0: The runway is
2: longer with is it, San Antonio question, because
0: the expectations aren't when two years ago. Question, is it possible – I'm just throwing this out there – that Jay Wright, having already done what you said, like would be more like San Antonio, maybe in addition to the challenge of the NBA, the Lakers, which are very different, right – maybe that's part, that could be part of the appeal, that he hasn't done anything like that before. And as Key says, you have two top players, but like, San Antonio's more like what he's already experienced, but now at the NBA, and the Lakers is like a brand new thing.
2: Who do you, yeah. Which management team do you trust more?
0: Yeah, well, Lakers don't take too long to start winning chips again. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. The best who ever did it. Dion Sanders,
2: Prime Time,
0: now doing his thing as Jackson State head coach. What's up, Prime? How you doing, man? My, this, this is my favorite three
5: guys, man. I, I love you guys, differently, respectfully, and hopefully, trust me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Prime, tell us about Prime Products right off the bat.
5: Uh, Prime Prospects is uh. Thankfully, I'm uh, partnering with AFLAC to identify a plethora of young men that I feel like has and have the goods to compete and become drafted in the NFL. I've seen them. Uh, we played against them. I've watched them on film. I've studied them. I've called the Pro Scouts, and they say, yeah, this guy should be drafted. And we compiled the list of guys that we feel are truly draftable so we don't have the nonsense like we did last year with not having one guy from an HBCU that goes in the draft. It don't make sense.
0: Prime prospects, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hey, Prime, who do you have who of you have your team of that you see can play in the National Football League in this year's draft? Draft. Uh, we got a couple guys,
5: uh, we got a defensive end that that came from uh, Florida Gators, James. I'm forgetting his last name right now because a lot of names are going through my head. And Keith Corbin, a receiver um, that can flat out play the game, man. These guys can play. But the bulk of our guys that we know are draftable came in with our recruiting class. So they have a couple more years left before they're um, draft worthy.
1: Okay. It makes okay. all sense. It makes so all a
0: of- Prime took that job and changed the whole landscape of, uh, of college football, basically.
2: Prime, <laughs> I, Prime, I wanted to ask you, brother. It's, so yesterday I saw a video of Lane Kiffin picking up a transfer in a Rolls Royce. And it, it, it was going viral. It was crazy. Yeah. Is this where the game is today? That people are now starting to see the way yeah. you've done it and mimicking that in order to create that Pizzazz that pop around their universities. Well, the difference is he could pick them up in a Rolls Royce, and
5: they might actually give them the car. We would pick them up in a Rolls Royce, and the guy know that's a rental. That's (laughs) a rental for (laughs) us.
1: Well, that ain't that that, uh, that's
5: true. That's where the game is gone.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's true. That's, it's a lot of big money it's out there being big- thrown around with these NIL deals going on. I know you pay a lot of attention to the Dallas Cowboys and, and you know, National Football League. Let me ask you this, Prime. What's, what's the expectations this year for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys?
5: Win like it is every year. Jerry Jones sets the standard, sets the stage that this team believes and the fan base believes that it is going to win the Super Bowl. That's what they do. Back to what I was saying. Um, most of these things we're seeing in college football, Keyshawn, they're not NIL deals. Let's just get that straight. These oh, are yeah. Boosters oh, yeah. Taking care of the players. Yeah. They, these are not deals because if it's a, a real endorsement, you see the kid on something endorsing the product. I
0: ain't seen nobody on nothing. <laughs> 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 <They're> <laughs> just so, getting the dough. It's a
1: <laughs> well, Yeah, that's like the kid. Well, yeah, that- it's a high I- school kid that just signed an $8 million NIL deal to go to Tennessee. So we all know that that ain't about nothing but, well, but- making sure that he is at Tennessee playing football.
5: How can you recoup eight million? And what kind of uh, what do you have that a company will say you're worth eight million? What company in America that says a high school kid is worth eight million unless his name is LeBron or Kobe? I don't I don't understand, especially in football. That's not that stuff is lies, man. Show me the transaction. Show me the money hitting his account to his family. I want to see that, and not the hype.
0: Yeah, you know, you you mentioned Dion. What? some of the other programs can do, and they know with you it's a rental. On the other hand, it's got to be an enormous advantage for you when you tell a kid you're going to be a two-way star, right? Like, you know, Lane Kiffin can't do that with the same credibility. I love Lane, but that Deion Sanders can do it, and that has clearly affected your program to, from where I'm sitting.
5: Yeah. Well, when you have a kid like Travis Hunter, and a, a many of you, um, not you guys in, in general, well, why would he sign with Jackson State? I mean, after seeing that spring game, you start to understand, okay, I play two ways. This kid is a two-way player. I know how to handle this kid. I understand his needs and wants, and his athletic ability, also his conditioning, and what he wants from the game. So it was very apparent of just seeing him and how he moves and how he plays. I don't know if anybody else in the country would have started the kid both ways, but we will. But I'm only going to do that if he's ready and he's in shape and he's conditioned and he has a, a grasp on uh, both playbooks, offensively and defensively. And I could only attain that and understand that because I've been there and done that.
2: Mm. Big Brother Prime, speaking of a Swiss Army knife, I, I am curious to trans- transition to the NFL for a second. What are your thoughts on Debo Samuel and his situation with the 49ers? Do you believe he should be one of the well, highest-paid wide receivers in the game?
5: See, what's happening right now, man, is is Debo has a tremendous amount of talent, and he's seeing the bag. He's seeing the bag. He's seeing the grab. He's seeing all these other receivers come up and get their bag. And I don't think some of these youngsters understand it took a little time for these guys <laughs> They didn't just come out of college, and a couple years later, they got their back. They had to develop. But the time is now. I don't blame him for going after it and, and trying to obtain it. But if I'm a GM, I got to take a, a, a hard-line approach as well. But I think he should get it. He's, he's earned it. And the time is now. You have a bad year, what you work? His, his, his highest value is right now,
0: after what he did last season. And he's trying to maximize his moment. Work your whole life. You have a short little window. Better get the money while it's there. Dion Sanders, Jackson State head coach. Prime prospects. Thanks, Prime. All right, Prime. Thank you. love
5: you, man. Love you yes. guys, all you guys, man. God bless you.
0: Yes, sir. And
5: send me recruits. Send me recruits. <laughs> send <laughs> me
0: recruit. you know, I think we just did a pretty good job. Jay says a player being unavailable in the NBA tonight might actually Help him. What? Get a Max contract. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. They were unbelievable defensively all of last postseason. That to me is kind of what's underrated right now because it wasn't good during the regular season, but it has been very good this
3: year. Their stars are going to be their stars. It's going to be tough to take them out of rotational guys and do a really good job of stepping up.
2: Welcome back to Keyshawn J. Will and Max. I got to tell you guys though on this Zach Levine tip a lot of questions have been looming around my Bulls Chicago about whether Zach Levine deserves a Max contract. I have questioned it too. But after thoroughly thinking about it, I think this is a huge opportunity for us Bulls fans to recognize how important Zach Levine is to this team and his presence not being on the court tonight. Now, I know Alex Crusoe will not be on the court as well, but this is a guy who is 25, 5, and 5 as it averages, okay? He's a two-time NBA All-Star. He was actually on track to become an All-NBA player this season before he tweaked his knee in January. So people throw out, oh, we'll do a sign and trade. Okay, you find me a player on a sign and trade deal, knowing that the Bulls don't have any picks in 2023 and 2025 that is as good as Zach Levine, a dynamic scorer who has a size, who has a length, that has shown you there is no drop-off when he plays alongside another superstar player in DeMar DeRozan. And also, if you're still finding yourself, after this whole soliloquy, questioning whether you deserve to give zach Levine a max contract let me give you a name of some of the players who have received max contracts in the nba max and key gordon hayward andrew wiggins tobias harris john collins De'Aaron fox you tell me that zach Levine isn't better than all those players i just mentioned those are mistake contracts
0: Regardless of whatever way, it's what
2: the, mark, what the market dictates. But as max. a Bulls
0: fan, you may not want to pay market for something like, in other words, I think you're making a persuasive case. Key, I think he's making a persuasive case for Zach Levine. You pay this man his money. For his career, he's like 24 and 4. But in recent years, he's like 25, 5 and 5, shooting like 40% from three, taking seven, eight threes a game, and he can finish at the rim. And, he, and also, he's a show. He puts on, like, he, he's spectacular, right? Is he worth a max contract? He is one of those borderline cases. You can argue for it for sure. But
2: key, are you, are you, are you going to penny pinch him and then lose him
0: because Probably he not. because
2: he's slightly borderline? Borderline is what Probably the market
1: dictates. Key, we talk no, about this all the time in football. I'm, I'm going to pay him. I'm going to I'm going to give him his money mm-hmm. because he deserves his money. And I would and I would say, when you look at people that you mentioned on that list, Gordon Hayward, for instance, goes to Boston, gets his money, but he got hurt, so. We never really saw what we saw previously because the injury kicked in and then everything went downhill. Andrew Wiggins, I like Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Now, whether or not it's max money and the type of money he's making, maybe some would argue that it's overpaying to a degree, but the market is the market. And Zach Levine is going to get his money.
0: That's just the bottom line, whether it's in Chicago or somewhere else. Yeah, and and here's the other thing. Um, when you talk about bottom lines, paying a guy, like the market is the market to me is not a good enough reason to give a guy a max deal because it soaks up a lot of the salary cap, right? It is, a good, pay- enough, it is a good enough reason, max. That's why they're doing it. Uh, no, I get it, but if, if if it's a dead-end player, if it's a player like, I can't pay this guy a max contract and win a championship, I wouldn't do it. But if he's already on your team and you got his bird rights and everything, right, and you can bust through the salary, that, what difference does it make? It's not like you're signing him as a free agent He's already on your squad, so you can give him a max deal, and it doesn't really hurt you because you can give your other players max deals too if they're that good. All I'm saying is he's out
2: tonight due to health and safety protocol. And that 25-5-5, even though in this playoff series he's averaging 19 points per game, his ability, his sheer presence on the court creates other space for guys like DeMar DeRozan, other guys to operate offensively. So I – People just in Chicago, we talk about this every single day. Does he have the mentality? And I've I kind of been lured into it and thinking through it over the last couple of weeks. I'm like, man, you pay this dude his money because he is somebody that you can build around long term with because of the type of assassin he is offensively and what he brings to the Yeah, table.
0: he is like Keith. Like the argument against paying a max contract would actually be, well, but he's not the best player on a championship team. On the other hand. He is kind of a perfect complementary piece to the best player on a championship team because he can shoot from distance at a very high level, and he's super athletic. And there's been no drop-off when you have another guy on this team who's in the MVP
2: conversation. Typically what happens, Key, when a guy like DeMar DeRozan comes on your team and he becomes the primary focus of your offense, the other player that used to be the star has a major drop-off. Well, I'm just trying to figure out where I get my touches. You know, the the offense isn't ran the same. I'm operating in a different space of the floor. Than I'm used to, there hasn't been a drop-off with Zach Levine. So he is the perfect complementary player if you are able to find that next-tier superstar that wants to be in Chicago.
1: No, he is, he is certainly holding his end of the bargain, no question about it. I think, you know, and, and that's one of the reasons that you do pay him because you can pay him. He's worth every penny, price of admission. There's no question about it. It's so funny that we are now entering game five of this series, and we're talking about Chicago in a different light, and now we're starting to isolate on individual players. Two weeks, not even two weeks ago, a week ago, we was like, ah, Chicago, they don't have a chance. They're not this, they're not that. Zach Levine, oh, man, he's got to step up to the plate. They've got to do this. DeMar DeRozan, can he lead a team? Now, all of a sudden, we're talking about giving people max money.
0: Levine is. Ain't listed, that funny? Yeah, Levine is listed as questionable, but he did not travel with the team to Milwaukee. He's in health and safety protocols. Coach Billy Donovan said Zach Levine would not travel with the team to to Milwaukee. That's Tuesday. That's you know on Tuesday he said that, but he will yesterday. continue. That's yesterday. But he will continue to test before tonight's game five. So there's a good chance he doesn't play, but we shall see.
2: Well, Malky's only an hour away from Chicago, so if he's able to test out, then he would. And, and be but
0: your him. claim, Jay, is his absence can highlight yeah. his value. And, yes,
2: and especially in a game tonight where it's a potential close. But, but why
1: is there even questions on
2: whether or not he should be paid? Because uh, there's always this has been a conversation looming around Chicago the whole year, key. And sometimes you don't know what you have until it's not there. Right. In a critical moment. So you talk about signature moments. I think this has a chance to be a signature moment for Zach
0: Levine. It's easy to start saying about what a guy doesn't do, but his absence highlights what he does. does do. exactly. Because you're like, oh, now I ain't got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tune in tonight, by the way, as the Bulls visit the Bucks. NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Oh, it's so good. You got to run errands. You got to go somewhere whatever. You don't miss a thing. ESPN Radio. Pop it right up on the car, in the car. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern. On most ESPN radio stations. Well, look, the th- issue with max contracts is because there's a limited amount of money under the salary cap, can you win if you give a guy a max contract? Certainly, you figure if you give KD a max contract, you I mean, that's the guy you want. There's no question. Give him the max contract. I, if there's a super max, give that to him. If there's something beyond that, give that to him. But will the Nets ever get a max return out of KD? <laughs> Post Achilles. Oh my goodness. Defensive end two, that's next. G Sean, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast.